0: You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by Burning Your Manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness, and feel better, You're in the right place. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Permission to Burn Your Manual. I'm your host, Kathy Whaley, MD. I realize that you haven't heard from me in a while. I haven't recorded any episodes in several weeks, and I want to tell you about that. I always promise full transparency and... So today is the day where I let you in on where my mind has been the last several weeks. I had told you all that life has been sort of a lot lately, really sort of since August. But over the holidays, it sort of culminated with my mother having a neurologic event and discovering that she's got a big aneurysm and trying to navigate that. We moved into our house build, which it's still not done, but it's livable. We moved my mother-in-law and a whole host of other things. But the point is, there has just been so much going on that has demanded a lot of my mental energy. So it was around my birthday, January 25th, that... I sort of decided like I need to practice some active recovery because I had expended a lot of mental and physical energy to the various things that we were managing, but I needed some very intentional time to just sort of process. What really triggered this for me is Recognizing that I was not feeling very motivated. I was not feeling very motivated to do the normal things that I had been doing in my life for the last year. I was not very motivated to exercise, which is very odd because I really love it. I was motivated to keep coaching my clients you know my one-on-one people and the people in the restorative wellness coaching collective but i all of a sudden wasn't interested in consuming information and receiving coaching i had thought enough right because the model that i teach and that i learned it's based on cognitive behavior therapy. So a lot of this is identifying our thoughts, seeing how they're creating our feelings and how they drive our actions, and then choosing to truly feel our feelings and allow them, but then also to cultivate thought models that actually get the results that we want, right? So if you're trying to tackle an impossible goal, You're creating the thought model that helps you really be committed and motivated and that sort of thing. So I approached this lack of motivation with a lot of curiosity, right? Because that is not my average. And what I had decided was the unmotivation was the signal that I needed to do something different for that time being. And so I decided not to make feeling unmotivated be a problem, which let's be frank. I think most of the time when we're feeling unmotivated, we criticize ourselves heavily for it. So my first tip here is how do you know if being unmotivated is a problem? And the bottom line is if unmotivated is sabotaging a result you want, It's a problem. But if unmotivated actually helps you get a result you want, not a problem. So for me, I wasn't telling myself that I should be doing anything else, right? Because when we're unmotivated, it's only a problem if you're telling yourself you should be doing something else. But my sole goal at this point was my own restoration, my own care for just a little while. And feeling unmotivated is exactly what got me that because then I didn't spend time on certain things. And instead, I spent a lot of time in the place that heals me. Now, For anybody out there that is sitting there thinking, oh my God, she's gone all woo-woo. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to explain what I mean by the place that heals you. The place that heals you is not an actual place. It's a state of mind. It's a state of mind where... You take the actions necessary to care for yourself, to restore yourself. It's a place where the external influences end and you claim something for yourself. And you de-stimulate your nervous system. And maybe you practice mindfulness. Mindfulness and you exercise if that contributes to your restoration. You focus on your sleeping and your eating and not your drinking. So listen, there are gonna be plenty of you out there who are saying, look, I don't have any time at all for taking care of myself, or even like considering this, you may say in order to take care of myself, I have to take time off and I can't afford that. And here's what I'm going to say to you. The place that heals you is flexible. So I'm going to encourage you to think outside the box. And not think that the only way you can restore yourself is it looks very specific. Like, I must take time off. I must do this. There is always a way to get what you need if you're willing to be flexible in your thinking. And you're committed to figuring it out. Some of us are addicted to suffering, It's honestly easier to suffer something that we know how to do well than to actually work at figuring it out. So I'm gonna tell you what this looked like for me. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I have been focusing on and doing. I have not been drinking. And not a heavy drinker anyways, but the point is this. When you're tired and exhausted, we all know that drinking actually affects our sleep quality, right? We don't get as deep and heavy sleep. So I knew I was tired, so that was a really easy thing. I just was like, you know, I'm not having that glass of wine with a steak, you know, once a week or whatever it is. But I've been very intentional about what's been going in my body so that I can feel the very best that I can feel. I have also been working on de stimulating my nervous system because the reality is I've been in sort of a chronic stress state for several months. And so my cortisol level is sort of baseline high. <laughs> and anytime that something small happens, it's really. Taken me to a level of stress and stress hormone release that was like out of proportions. So I'm like, okay, I've got to be very intentional about trying to get this regulated again. So I have been working on 478 breathing. And for any of you out there that doesn't know what that is, it's basically like box breathing. And you can find different um, modalities for using it. Like some people will do breathe in through your nose for four seconds and then hold it for two and then blow out through your mouth for four. So if you tried the 478 and it didn't work for you, look up sort of alternative box breathing methods. For me, I like the 478, it's breathing in through your nose for a count of four, holding for seven, and then blowing out through your mouth with a whoosh for the count of eight. You don't wanna do this more than about four times, which is roughly a minute, but this is something that there are times when I get startled, for example. I'm determined I still have the startled reflex of a baby. <laughs> that I do this because I'm actively trying to counteract the startle reflex, right? Like, I mean, I can get startled if my kids drop a book on the floor and I don't really like having that big cortisol rush every time. So this is something I deploy. But I will tell you during this time, I was doing it preemptively four times a day. I just made a point that I was going to do this at certain times, set my alarm for it, And then I also deployed it as needed other times. I have been listening to the Calm app and doing some daily meditations on there to really focus on trying to bring my nervous system down. The Calm app is something that we use regularly. My son uses it to manage some anxiety. And for those who don't know, the call map has a section that's for kids, and then it has the section that's for adults. So, this has been me spending some very intentional time meditating. Now, if you don't have the money to buy the call map, no worries. You can actually Google guided meditations, and you will find tons on YouTube including some of the stuff that the calm app has. So don't let the finances keep you from accessing this. There are tons of free resources out there. Another way that I practice meditation is being out in nature and cooking. Those are sort of my two meditative activities. So If you've ever tried a walking meditation, you probably already know that it's such a wonderful way to sort of bring yourself to a calm and really tune into some of your senses that you don't use all the time or notice all the time, right? So in walking meditation, You're walking and you're really drawing focus to what do I hear? What do I smell? What can I feel? What can I touch? There are guided walking meditations out there as well. So you can find these things anywhere that you might want them. You don't have to pay for this. In regard to cooking, the best way I can describe cooking for me lacks the meditation when my kids are home. I'm just going to be frank because, you know, if it's not coming together fast enough, they're starving and they're going to let me know. And so it sort of disrupts my ability to really ground myself and have a lot of focus on the cooking But in those rare moments where I have been able to carve out time to cook when no one's in the house, those are some of the most glorious moments. It's a moment of creativity. The last thing I did, which is probably my favorite part, it's the thing I did the most, was listening to music that made me feel a certain way. And I realize that that sounds really odd. I don't know how to explain to you how it makes me feel. But if you're a person who enjoys music in any way, you're probably going to know what I'm talking about, right? Like, there are just certain songs that when you listen to it, you're like, oh, like, I needed this song. So, This is a tip in case any of you aren't already doing this, but I actually have a running playlist that every time that I come across one of those songs, it's like, Oh, I needed this. I add it to the playlist. So when I'm having these moments where I really need to focus on a lot of concentrated restoration, I play that playlist. I play that playlist because it makes me feel how I want to feel in those moments. I don't put on a random playlist, right? When I'm trying to restore myself, I want to listen to those songs that help me restore myself. This is not Russian roulette with Apple Music or Pandora to see what else is out there. I do that at a different time. Again, the place that heals me is creating the state of mind where I'm taking the actions that are needed to care for myself. And I try to visit that place on a regular basis, but when I found myself in this excessive stress state and I really just needed to process it, I needed to feel my feelings and deal with all of this, That meant being very intentional about all of these things and how I spent my time to try to avoid any external stimuli. So that's why I picked that music. I hope you will consider finding the place that heals you Because remember, it's just the state of mind that gets you to take actions in support of your own restoration. And it's my belief that the ultimate self-care is finding the place that heals you and visiting it as often as possible. I'm going to reiterate that. The ultimate self-care is finding the place that heals you and visiting it as often as possible. So that's what I've been up to. I have been exercising some, but for the most part, the goal has been de-stimulating my nervous system, meditating, meditating, resting, you know, finding my minimum acceptable baseline and doing that. Allowing my unmotivation, not fighting it, and not making my lack of motivation a problem. Because the reality is the lack of motivation was a symptom. It was a sign that I needed to spend some time, very focused and intentional time, in the place that heals me. Some of you may be wondering what is gonna happen with the podcast. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't know that I'm gonna put out an episode every week anymore. I am not saying yes or no to that. I'm letting myself go with the flow and decide as I go along. What I can tell you is the podcast is not going away. I absolutely love the podcast. I love being vulnerable and transparent with you and sharing so that you know you're not broken out there. So many of us think that we're broken or that we need some sort of fixing. And just like you, I have my human moments. There's nothing about becoming a coach that changes the fact that I have to manage my mind, feelings, thoughts all the time. And that life can be a lot sometimes. And when it is a lot, I have to do different things to manage it. So I hope that this helps you see that your humanity is not a problem. Your humanity is what makes you amazing and special. If you want to make sure not to miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and then it will alert you whenever I release one. As always, I would love it if you would rate and or review the podcast, because when you do, it helps the podcast get shown to other people who might benefit from this, who might need the support. I am sending you so much love today on this Monday. And regardless of the podcast frequency, If you need me, I am still here. Please don't hesitate to email me or send me a Facebook messenger or book a consult with me if you want to talk about coaching and how it might be able to help you. But I am right here rooting for you. But I'm also rooting for me. Happy Monday, my friends. So much love. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.